My name is Donald Hudson. I'm Reg. Paul Farrell. And we're from Team Mutant Robots and Lockjaw. Welcome to Robocast. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Sam Elliott, 64, and welcome to the Robocast. I'm joined alongside Steve the American Killjoy and World of Woodrow. Gents, episode 100 of the podcast. How are we all doing? We did it. We made it. I know. <laughs> and you introduced us this time. I know. I was well. I did it last time as well. You, you, did you? you? I don't I remember. You, you, you weren't here. You, you were. You were away. I know. Are you good? I now? was a little predisposed. Yeah, I'm. I'm doing better now. Yeah. Uh, it was a very complicated few weeks, but yeah, it's been. It's been. Uh, it's been. It's been getting better. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. Happy to be back. And I mean, what a what a time it is because obviously we've just had BattleBot season six announced as well, and I, I actually found, I found out recently this is actually. Uh, five-year anniversary as well which is it's all, it's uh well all your five-year anniversary uh, okay, i, yeah. I kind definitely, of hijacked definitely this spot okay yeah. fair enough it's, it's all it's all come about together at the same time but we have a very special guest and a set of guests actually for our 100th episode introduce yourself guys uh my name is donald hudson um and from mutant robots with my uh team and uh pilots and co-pilots uh, paul farrell and uh, reginald wilson Hello. Who Go. are are my number ones? I mean, basically, I would have, I would not even be in here in front of you, you know, if it wasn't for these two guys. These are the guys that always show up and raise their hand and say, "All right, what are we doing next?" You know, <laughs> the the willing volunteers. Um, it was an honor. I mean, you know, it's. I think it's safe to say that robot combat and battlebots as a whole probably wouldn't be the same without yourself, Donald. Um, oh, thank you so much. I mean, how do you? Let's, let's start at the beginning. Like, how do you look back on your career to a point? Because obviously, you've you fought in every era of the mm -hmm. show, even before the show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think the way I describe it to other folks is it's uh, you know the hardest fun I've ever had. You know, and I'm, I'm great. I'm, I'm, I'm very thankful to uh, look back all the way back to Robot Wars days. You know, which is as you guys know very. Uh, prevalent out over in, in across the pond as we saw <laughs> yeah yeah i got some British actually but um you know i i feel good about it because i look up and i see all the great engineers that have came from it and you know um yeah so what's not to feel great about it yeah does my back hurt uh you know <laughs> is, is my garage full of robots yes um but um just just I feel great. I, I, even at this point, as I look back 20 years, um, I'm still driven by it. I'm still excited when it when it comes on again, and I'm 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 still uh, thankful that you know I keep getting building shit because they really, you know, really that's all this is is somebody gave me an excuse to keep building, you know, stuff, and so it's been great. Yeah. Absolutely. Obviously, you know, you mentioned you know things coming around again. We've we've just had literally within the last couple of days confirmation that there's going to be a, a sixth season of BattleBots in in las vegas um yeah yeah i mean obviously i know you can't reveal too much you know at the moment but i'm assuming there's plans afoot to hopefully take a lockjaw of some description down there um yes <laughs> It's better put that way, right? Uh, yeah, I'm. I'm sure we can. We can I cut mean, that if there's any sense. It's a vague enough yes that I think it will pass. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's be okay. like you, you have two options. You could be like, well, every year 
for the last five years, I've showed up with a new robot. So, yeah. you know, you could either yeah. you know, go one way or the other with that one, right? Um, yeah, I won't give away too much for it, but I will say that I'm very happy that they found a new home um, in Vegas. I know. And awesome. uh, Discovery was bought, um, right, by, mm -hmm. uh, you know, a company who owns Warner Brothers, who owns mm -hmm. Disney. We might be getting closer to what I think is is really what we've all been looking for. We all build, I think the heart of us all build characters. And we, we look on the TV screen and we want those characters to live out their plan, mm -hmm. right? When we're sitting in a garage and at least maybe I'm not speaking for everybody, but for myself, when I sit down and I build a robot, all I can think about is, you know, what it could do and how great it would be to do it and win that way right so i have a particular way i want to win i want to win with you know um taking on some challenges i want to win by not copying other robots as much as possible and have my own identity um and i i want a knockdown drag out fight just like everybody else i want the untold story to happen and i think that in itself is 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 a perfect chemistry for uh the likes of unique robots like robots like uh uh, you know, Chomp, who, who sure gets a lot of shit, but I, I, I give them the most credit. They they sign up to do what I love, which is build something amazing. Yeah. You know? Yeah. You're not wrong. Your it's... boys over there from the Razor team. I'm the biggest fans of them because they they choose the path less traveled. They know that winning with style is way more important than anything else. And they struggled for years to try to get over that hump. I mean, that yeah. they, they'd show up with a robot that looked super beautiful, and then all of a sudden... It gets stuck in forward drive, or it just breaks down, or it uh, gets its it pins itself wheel. to the floor. Mm. Yeah, well, that, that sounds very floor, familiar. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We call it the new bot blues. Yeah, <laughs> we're, we're more impaling ourselves into. You know. Yeah, yeah. Those, I, I, I those tend to remember. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I know. Those skill slots lots have been bothering you. I think honestly, since like early battle bots like season two we'll get to it but there's a particular fight in season two toward the end yeah. where holy well, crap i i would start it's like re, it's, it's it's like the redo of saw like <laughs> yeah uh, you know there's there's always going to be the parts of the arena that cause you havoc you, you got to remind yourself that all the arenas have always carried one thing and that's the ability to just be laid against the wall you're stuck up on your own inframe hung up on a metal shaving that another robot created. I mean, these ways to fail are what we're all here to learn and be humbleized by, right? I mean, that's the part. I think I always wish somebody would have went back and wrote a book about the ways we failed, yeah. right? It's a huge, ridiculous list. I mean, if, if you could convince everybody to say, all right, well, how'd you lose last season? They're like, well, something stupid happened. We flipped upside down. We think this controller shorted out, which happened to be the regulator for the robot, caused a fire, right? I don't think anybody would compete in this event if they found out how we all lost. <laughs> yeah. We had one last week with uh, when Mike Jeffries was on before I, before I was here, and the way that, that Overhaul lost in season two was because a set screw fell out of Bombshell in a previous fight and got sucked into the drive of Overhaul. I mean, you can't yes, plan yeah. these things. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, we've been ingesting parts later too. Um, but I'll, I'll, you know, I'll, I'll back you up since you want this long history, and I'm, I'm just, just, I just want you to know that from the very beginning, my boost into this 
was because I was like every other young builder. I'd seen it on TV on like uh, Amazing America, which I think was a BBC show. Um, and it was uh, back in the day, we were happy to just be on the news, right? That was amazing, right? To, to have something like that happen. But really what did it was I went there, built Tazbot in 30 days, um, pretty much held a, bas- bat, a baseball in my hand, bat, and said I wanted to drive up to robots with it wound up and just smash into them. And that's literally how Tazbot was created. I, I, I held a baseball bat in my hand. You know, I've never right? thought of it like that before. And now, now I can't unsee it. Like, of, yeah. course it, of course it is. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah, that's why the base spins the other way. Uh, the turret can counter rotate. And then when I unload the clutch, I get the momentum of both. And then, then I have the shock absorption and the follow through to go along with it. But it wasn't the building at Tazbot that did it. It was what the community did when I showed up. It was the fact that they pet, uh, pitted me uh, uh, my first fight against Mark Satrake mm. and the master. Yeah. Now, you know, maybe you guys will find that old footage somewhere. But if you watch that fight, it's kind of what we all imagine is really just kind of a knockdown drag out fight. I mean, me and Mark Satrakian, he's hammering this way. I'm swinging this way. <laughs> There's sparks going. We're dancing around. I mean, it was a... Uh, I mean, for me, it was what I thought a fight would look like in BattleBots is, mm. is a bunch of sparks, things happening left and right, right? And, and at the end of it, uh, I, I do this glancing blow, I'll never forget it, uh, as he reared up with his saw, Tazbot swings a perfect strike across his belly like he's slaying a dragon, pinches his two wires to his weapon, <laughs> kills the saw, and then all I did is put the arm on top of them. And in those days, we could just hold them against the wall. Yeah. Okay. But for me, it really just, it drew me in. Mm-hmm. It made me see that, as he would say, it's art imitating TV. Well, it's, you know? it's the thing with these, both of these robots, the Master and Taz, as it was, these are very sort of, if you ask somebody to draw what they thought a fighting robot looked like, these are the sorts of things that they would draw. It's It's very much... As I like to call classic robot design, uh, yeah. in that it's it's these wild robots that it's never what you expect them to look like, but at the same time, it's exactly what they should be. Yeah, there's a difference between what they look like and what what you know what drives their intent, right? Mm. And and I I love to see that in robots. I, I think it's I, I you know when you look on a robot and there's nothing on it, you can afford to lose. And you see a good engineer will see the elegance in the design. And I think we all appreciate that, right? When we walk up to a robot and we're like, oh my God, you went through so much work to get that motor in there. But wow, what a great way to do it, right? Exactly. As, a, as like a, a module or something like that. Now, keep in mind back in that day, I was, I was not, I was a medical guy. I wasn't in robotics at all. I was just repairing medical equipment. Um, but it was that fight that, that kept me in, in line, it, 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 it made me realize it was never about winning. It was about being part of something that began, yeah. something that was inevitable, something that was, I, I, I knew at that time, even at that early time, when it grew, I wanted to be there. As it went towards walking robots, that's the only reason I'm still here, because <laughs> I hope that it gets the momentum and speed so that we we can keep that that's what turns me on that's what i want to keep building more complicated robots i want to keep um i don't i don't like taking the complexity out of them i kind of want 
I wanted I want to win that way. I want to win with uh, uniqueness and uh, and tricks, um, and they all have a cost, yeah. you know. Yeah. And and today's world, you know, we 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 find ourselves trying to be a bit more solid than we used to in those creative days. Yeah, I, I just I was just watching some old Comedy Central stuff back, and I was watching listening to the commentators of Build a Wire. Uh, he always always said that Tazbot was one of, if not his favorite robot, because of the complexity of it. He's cute. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I get a lot. Yeah, I get a lot of people asking me to build them, and um, I would love to take that on someday. I think someday you, and it could be sooner and later. You never know. Yeah, it's 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 the marriage of like creatures coming out of the the, the void and machinery and i that's yeah. that I, I think that's one of the things that has really kind of have you have your team and your your robots have a lasting impression uh and it's that that's a, a testament to you and your team honestly uh, I, just, I do appreciate like it, that it, it's really I, it's really had that effect you know and i really wish i had a toy here i had yeah. some mcdonald's toy it was in bag i don't know yeah. where it is <laughs> yeah yeah that brings me back to you know that 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 was the biggest prize for me too. That's why I always uh, encourage the designs for toys because that's the heart of generating new blood. Yeah. People have an imagination. They want to build something. I want them to build it. And I think the toys and video games are perfect to generate that. I'm still Jeff, waiting. I think this is a good segue for your, for your Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Literally, over, the, over the last day, he's, he's dismantled the Minotaur Hexbug and turned it into a Yeti. <laughs> See? You did, he really? Yeah, awesome. so sick. That's good though. I, I've been <laughs> I've been wanting to do that myself, but it's all these other robots that keep me from uh, playing with other toys. Sure. Yeah. I mean, your, your toys are bigger and more dangerous, so it's it's all yeah, it's all good. They, they cost the earth <laughs> <Yeah>. as well. <laughs> yeah. That's what I was um, gonna say is that all the way through, your robots have all followed a similar sort of design, and what you're saying about the complexity of it, they've all all looked incredibly refined and they're all incredibly complex in their own ways, but they've they have still a, they have a clear lineage. Yeah. Right. So you say they mutate. Exactly. Ah. Exactly. Uh. The branding's on point. There you go. Now you're getting it. Now you're getting it. Have you ever noticed that the robots tend to take on who they've lost from previously? Mm -hmm. mm. Yeah. Or they evolve things out of them. You know, they kind of... We all learn. That's the, the heart of a good engineer is to learn from your past. Sometimes it's a bit oh, yeah, sticky yeah. for me because you can overfocus on something simple that you lost by last time. But I think you're not doing the right thing if, if, if you're not considering um, everything you can do the next year. That's why you see me build a new robot every year because I feel like yeah. there's there's things I can improve on. And um, you know, it's been a it's been a long time since I haven't. You I mean, know, even to the sort of less eagle-eyed even the the lineage of lockjaws we've had in the past three seasons they've just been getting smaller and smaller somehow and i'm puzzled how you're still doing it in the <laughs> just getting ask them <laughs> where, where are we it all? Still... maybe we should ask them how yeah, go, go how ahead. the blood sacrifice <laughs> and they really are becoming more man than machine are they <laughs> there might be some dna in these robots <laughs> uh, yeah they making them smaller is definitely part of you know after an event assessing you know, well, was, you know, our, our frame design, you know, how many more pounds could we lose? 
you know, who really are we worried about? You know, as you guys know, we put a lot of time into adaptability. That's part of the mutant uh, robots theme um, is to um, always come up with surprises. Um, that's that's a part a lot of people don't always get to see because they just haven't had as much success over the last couple of years. <laughs> um, but um, definitely, I, I think these guys will contest every time I show them the CAD design. This is the look on their face. <laughs> How are we going to get just that disgusted. in there? <laughs> yeah. do, do, do you show them what you want to happen? Yeah. Do you show them what you want to make happen? Then they just turn around and say, "You, you can't do that, that, that." that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We we you know I push the lines pretty hard. And I will say I have been all over the place as far as designs, right? We started out with the six wheel drive lockjaw when on the reboot here at BattleBots. And, um, you know, that had a particular design intent. Matter of fact, we had walker, we had legs for that. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, we had the rule. You want to grab that and show them? It's That's new. Right oh, there we go. <laughs> We're going to get some exclusives here, guys. Yeah. <laughs> well, I just, I think this is, no, this yeah. is good. This, this, this is the content we want to see. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So, I mean, this this is how it starts. I start with, okay, BattleBots is back. What would be amazing is a six-wheel drive with encoded wheels as a wag leg. These are titanium. These actually bolt on the six-wheel drive. Now, I'm just going to let them hold it while he shows you what he thought of when we were making them at the event. (laughs) (laughs) Right? We wanted to build a a semi-walking robot. And then we wanted the jaws for that purpose to do uh, what we call um, uh, basically a a way of lifting a robot. No one really knows this, but that version of Lockjaw was designed to grab you and fold the bottom underneath. Right. Rather than just as, as a just a, your standard grab and lift. It wasn't a lifter. It was yeah. It was designed to grab you and then do the difference and put the bottom underneath you and then lift you straight up and stand up. Oh man! <laughs> so, I mean, is, that That's makes sense exactly what they said. They said makes, just, you know that, that does make sense though because like the the studio shot of the of the robot for the 2015 season is it standing on its end right? So that that makes more sense now. Uh, that's why you've seen it. Yeah. Well, that shot, we were balanced on the jaws, mm-hmm. right. And the body was up in the air. I think if I remember right, I, I forgot what that image was, but it does, yeah, it was, yeah. it was originally called yeah. suplex. And, uh, the premise of the design was to, um, you know, redo how you lift a robot. And then I, I will tell you, I was after the idea of standing straight up <laughs> as a double pendulum and body slamming them on the railing. Now, that that's kind of where my brain goes because I know that if I'd have done that once, I wouldn't have had to win. <laughs> yeah, that's that's it. Then you, you've won. You, you, you yourself have won. That's a warhead move, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's warhead yeah. when you stood up on it and rolled across the arena yeah. on fire. Yeah, they're like yeah. So so for me, those those are how I usually start out ideas. As I start very deep. I go as deep as I can because I got that giddy feeling inside of me. What would be amazing? And then mm-hmm. reality sets in, weight sets in, the event sets in, right? And then, controls. right, controls. I mean, yeah. uh, that robot. Interrelated timing. <laughs> that that robot was only one level less complex than Root Canal. Did you guys ever see the heavyweight version of Root Canal? We were going to discuss Root Canal a bit later, but yeah, um, yeah. The, the kind of 
the one that was for the two was it 2009 BattleBots? Yeah, yeah. that's the one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With the best wheels ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so you know, I can go off on tangents on each ones of these, but basically, in the design scheme, as we follow through this this topic of how Lockjaw has evolved, once we did that, then I thought, well, that was too much weight devoted to six wheel drive. You know, I need more armor. I didn't like how we finished with that fight. I was almost because it lost so poorly. I almost it's still in one piece. It's sitting over here off to the side. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, both of them. It's sad. Um, and then and then I thought, well, I want to do an electric flipper. And uh, again, I show these guys an all titanium, eighty pounds of titanium. <laughs> it took to build that electric flipper. <laughs> it had no welds. <laughs> It, it had uh, five truck springs in it. It took breaker bars to yeah, load it. it was a and these guys would sit so. for hours putting the spacers. And it literally can be laser cut and put together, right? Except for all the spacers, which are all yeah, right. titanium. <laughs> we spent hours. Bits of terror. Yeah. Now, sadly, we didn't have a backup of that. We had backup parts. But we were not strong enough to pull that design off. But but let's go back to design intent. Right. Design intent for that design was I wanted to be able to say I built an electric invertible flipper in the form of, of lockjaw. And I wanted to be able to grab robots right afterwards. And, and, to, and to a degree it did, like in the season, because obviously you got grabs on, on the yet in the Yeti fight and you flipped robots over in the in the rumble at the end. So it did yeah. it did work. It's just maybe not as you yeah, expected originally. The Yeti, the Yeti was again poor driving, missed first shot, and you know he, he, I had a short and a wire, another stupid problem because of complexity. But the beautiful spark. Oh, such a good now, fight, isn't it? Now, now, now imagine me. That's my beautiful, expensive set of titanium jaws, and I know. Well, you're the one, one that made it out of titanium. <laughs> you know what I had to do without no one noticing? I had to go out in the pits and cut the teeth off it. Oh, bit of dentistry. So, so his drum wouldn't grab the top jaw and rip mm. it off. Mm. So that's how come I was able to kind of, you know, gum them, gum, gum the drum. <laughs> that was our idea. We're like, well, this is all we got. If nothing else works, we can slow down the drum. Yeah. And, uh, you know, to be fair, it did look amazing. But uh, that whole robot was about that idea. And, you know, it's still, we have the whole set up here. Um, we built a prototype frame out of chromoly, and we built a, 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 a whole chromoly set of jaws before we built the, had to invest the money in the titanium one because it was that stupid of an idea, right? It was just like, yeah, we're going to make a transmission and a cam system to wind down this thing, and it's going to pivot, you know. and Just the edge of that. It was the edge you of that. It's the edge. But again, I always consider these robots successful if they, they partially do what we intended. Um, I think the the one before that, the six-wheel drive, we were a little pushing it with flamethrowers. Oh, yeah. We never quite got those working. We had flamethrowers in the jaws. Um, we ditched those since then. We never uh, wait. Yeah, we, just, uh, we keep throwing other things on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then I don't know what got us to uh, uh, lockjaw with a weapon. Do you remember what a conversation was? Why we decided we 
It was like I was fighting it. I didn't want to be yeah, like everybody else. I, know. I, 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 I don't want to fall into the rut. No. <laughs> yeah. I feel I did. It's just the arena weapons <laughs> and the arena were no longer conducive to just controlling people. You yeah. essentially couldn't win just controlling people. Well, I suppose right. like, the, the rule set at the time, 2016, we were discussing yep. last week with the primary weapon rule um, right. and the, the favor towards yeah. weapons. Yeah, I I think I threaded the needle a little thin with uh, the ratio of how the jaws were working, especially from root canal into lockjaw one. The flipper kind of is its own thing. I don't even know how that half breed came out <laughs> of my brain. That was just out of pure being pissed off. <laughs> yeah, there were still jaws. I was like looking for any other way to do jaws before I gave up totally. I think in my mind, you know. I mean, to, to be before, fair, I mean, like the later, the, the early spinner lock jaws, if you like, that kind of its own species had its had its had the lifting arms as well. They, the, they were all actuated. I was like, I forget that they were actuated once upon a time. And could yeah, be yeah. So yeah, root canal, root canal had four continuously <laughs> rotating jaws. Yeah, they didn't have any interference between any of them. So that was the first suplex type robot because we could leave one on the ground and we could also lift. Mm-hmm. So if you, you, you kind of see a theme there where I was trying my hardest to build the most complex, you know, useful version of Jaws because I wanted to still throw people out of the arena. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But what happened? The arena started to change. The walls got higher. It become less effective to get them out of the arena and in the match. I was fighting a lot more for that. And even though I remember crawling back in the arena with that robot, which was the starfish that was the first time yeah that was back when they didn't used to reverse the the screws and yeah somewhere greg owes me a video of that i've yet to see it somebody has it's in his compendium he always it's it's, it seems to be teased all the time where are all these hidden fights that we've never seen that that was like me that was that same thing that i talk about when i build a robot i had a choice to build the robot a certain way but the minute i envisioned to myself how cool it would be to put the the jaws in a star and crawl back in the arena i remember sitting at my desk getting that feeling do you guys know this mm-hmm. feeling i'm talking about yeah, you absolutely oh, laugh yeah. yourself and you're like oh you're like, that would be oh. amazing <laughs> yep. and then it happened right and i i always thought it was that's that's kind of what these these robots are about you want to have something you believe in you want to have something that you you think is amazing if you could pull it off and it's and then it makes it worth all the hard work i think I think that's what I'm trying to give the young generation out there that builds. You know, there's the easy route, get yourself into it. And then there's the one that the others will respect you for when you show up, whether you win or lose. And um, I always try to sell the later, you know? Not that you don't oh, respect yeah. everyone that shows no, up. No, no, it's, <laughs> it's just what did it for me. So, of course, I'll pout that. That's, that. that's what drew me in. So maybe that's just my story. But root canal the lock jaws all kind of took a path and then as they evolved into you know trying to keep up with the arena we did realize that we could keep the two jaws uh ditch the top one add what we still considered a pretty useful weapon mm-hmm. i think it's season the, one the once first, we worked out some the first, of the, the first generation of it yeah yeah it was yeah. respectable i think it, it was good at popping people backwards and over yeah, that and then, like took a few chunks off. And the jaws were actuated on on uh, the, yeah. the rotating one where we could lift one, so yeah. we put them at such a stance that we could the, lift a robot still. 
the fight that sticks out for me for, of this of this particular version of Lockjaw was um, the sort of Waiachi fight with the like it was just a, a first of all a driving masterclass. I have to say it was incredible to watch like, like the the plow every single time. I hate putting that out. on, by the way. <laughs> I wondered that. I've always wondered that because it's it's it. like it's very defensive and it's not like it, it just makes me feel like I'm downgrading. <laughs> <laughs> but, so, but when it pays off and then and you get sort of actually smoking in the arena and you can take chunks off it like that surely must be a little bit sweet as well it is and i think it's it is important that we all look at as the robots get dangerous you know we're supposed to use their weapons against them that's how if you were to get through battle bots you can either fall in love with your one design and hope no one has your number which a lot of people do don't get me wrong but I haven't felt comfortable like that yet. It's, it's, I'm still, maybe I'm still searching for the perfect mixture of designs. Um, but I think each robot for me, I have a certain plan for, you know, a way that, you know, is a work smarter, not harder kind of idea. But the bumper, uh, we've had many successes all the way back to root canal days, actually all the way back to uh, Robo games, um, you know, I, you know, I've been using the same, same thing for horizontal. So I, I'm surprised people don't have my number by now, you know, for horizontal spinner. It's too like, good. It's you know, too like evolved. Yeah. Just remember, I have to make weight to do yeah. that. Yeah. So in all of my designs, I have to build 30 pounds light. It is interesting. Like as I say, with that fight particularly, I think you took one of the arms off, like one of the actuated front prongs off that was the one that was yeah that was the waiachi one we yeah. did that for yeah sometimes and, we do that uh-huh. and there was a, the lighter weapon too so we have variable weapon weights that year yeah yeah we have some other tricks as well <laughs> people every other team in, in this I was just going to say, yeah, like, right? Where's the note yeah. If we really get desperate, we just put a drill in there to drive the motor. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's spinning. Right. No, uh, but it, those, those are tough things for us to do because, you know, all I want is still a good match. I, you know, I don't like that. We've, we've had our, you know, we've been through probably... I think we solved our problem last season, but we I want you to know our, our smoking of mag motors was because we had a tire size in CAD that we originally wanted to use, but we found a better wheel design that was two inches bigger diameter. We also changed batteries. Better. <laughs> a little, little bit higher. Voltage. I have a box of 25 mag motors here. I believe it. <laughs> you need all... a box of 25, man. Dude. That's hard. So we we did make changes. Oh, well, they're all burned out. Yeah. <laughs> I, was, um, I was speaking they're to all, like I could write a book on all the different ways that a mag motor will explode into pieces. Honestly, to be honest, BattleBots kind of like back when uh what MPC was just building wheelchairs. You guys yeah. that you you'd break them, send them back to them, have them fix them, and now look where they are now. They're like this government, like they're they're making stuff for like. Now, should actually, be <laughs> I should go back and give them a real, a, a real, you know, uh, those guys basically, uh, you know, Rich from NPC was the first guy when I was in the medical field. And if it wasn't for him, I probably wouldn't be here today. Right. Really? I called him and told him I needed some motors uh, rebuilt uh, and I was going to use them in a stupid robot uh, wars competition. And he, he's like, yeah, that's awesome. I'll send you a yes. bunch of them. <laughs> and. 
I, 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 you know, I can't thank them enough. As you know, Tombstone still uses them. They're still very useful motors. They're built fairly well. And I, I would still be using them today if I just, you know, could get them a little smaller. My designs got a little tinier uh, with all the moving parts. And, you know, but I still put an MPC sticker on all my parts and banners because Rich has, uh, and Norm have just been such supporters of this sport. And they just enable people to get a good foothold at starting to build a robot. It's all you really need is a good set of reliable motors. And then you can work on your weapon system. Um, but yeah, the motors have quite evolved. And I, and I should also switch it up. They weren't mag motors. They were amp flip motors. Right. Yes. Okay, I got you. They always correct me. I just use that as a term because <laughs> that's, you know, of course, I go back too many years. But uh, uh, yeah, we over, we, 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 were, we were too high on our gearing. Uh, or low in our gearing, or technically, but uh, we we solved that this season, and we solved it a week before we left last season. Uh, I took I couldn't invest. We have titanium gearboxes, okay, and they're done in like a Lego-like format with plates and spacers. Even the spacers that go around them are interlocked. Uh, matter of fact, you want to grab one? We'll just show them. Just for fun. <laughs> it's good. Um, it's it's just a good good thing to talk about uh sometimes you have to kind of come back at, at you know how you're going to make your assembly work and uh at the last ditch effort uh i increased every gear which shouldn't have been possible in the transmission by one tooth and then i had a, a water jet cut mm-hmm. and i made a oh, same box <laughs> and they yeah. laughed at me but i'm like well if we stop buying the boston gears and we just make all of our own gears and we do them one tooth, which you can't buy. And we change everything about it. Of course, they're laughing at me, right? I want to change everything about the gearbox except for the case right. that holds it. And then I want to go to the event and change them all there. And uh, we'll just try them on the fly. I'm sure we tried them. <laughs> we ran the whole event with those titanium gears and that ratio. And that, that really made the difference. We went from uh, uh, 12 to 1 to 17 to 1. Nice. That's a, and, uh, that's a pretty big difference. <laughs> that'll make it. Yeah. That, that'll make it that much more. And this is the best part. Let's see if I can I can show you guys because I want the young engineers to realize just what we do. Mm-hmm. We got to also worry about how to make it extra extra parts, right? Right. I mean, this is this is pretty fun. <laughs> so True ambassador of the sport here, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Aluminum spacers, mm-hmm. all puzzle uh-huh. fit. Very nice. And the pieces are in half. All of the uh, parts to uh, that are made of titanium, mm-hmm. tongue and groove, whole gearbox comes apart in pieces. It's like. It's it's like this, but metal. sitting beneath me, you know. And at the end, you have your stacked up titanium. Oh, lined up nicely. Who built that? Who built that? Oh, that was. <laughs> <laughs> now you may yeah, laugh. yourself on the back. <laughs> I, I give you this piece of insight because, you know, we we always talk about you know how cool the robot That's is, right. you know, and you look at my little lobe shaped design, but look how much work yeah. we put in to making sure that. I can lose this part of the gearbox. And it's fine. Yeah. And they're ambidextrous. So I don't have a left and a right. I only have a left and a right build. I can use any of these parts from the other robots. 
Wow. And that's part of our secret. We, we make sure that in the design, um, we can keep up with the attrition. And, uh, you know, our wheels are out there in the open, but that keeps us mobile. And right. so, um, and they take beating. And they've yeah. been taking a beating. We won't, we won't disclose our, our wheel technology, but we, uh, <laughs> we put a lot of time into it. We know that having redundancy as much as possible is very good. And um, so this has definitely been in the last three robots, but this, you know, last season we, we got our gearing upgrade and we just got done making all the gears this way. So uh, I think the thing for me awesome. that always is the, is the best flex is the camber because like, it, like this, this, I don't know how, does it serve a purpose having the camber, but it just looks cool. So it works for me. Um, <laughs> it lowers the center of gravity. That, that's, that, that's usually what the reason, like I think of cars, you know what I mean? That's um, one. Okay. Yeah. That's a very good one. Um, have you also ever thought that the watt tire is wider as you lay it over? Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Okay. And what about all the space that happens when you put your motor right through the center of your little frame trying to be invertible, right? Mm -hmm. All my robots are invertible, right? Mm -hmm. That means I have this big of a wheel and this big of a frame. It's not smart for me to put the motor in the middle because when I tip it down, I get the lower center of gravity. I get all this space. So yeah, that, space that's space for the main other and things that could could yeah, be useful for the thought. design. Now there's a fourth reason, but you have to guess it. <laughs> style points. <laughs> and again, style points. <laughs> that's <laughs> the fifth. Style. <laughs> <laughs> Team okay. identity. Yes. Yeah. Um, no. Um, spinners. Ah, um, uh, yeah. So it would it would catch on to them as, as easily, basically. Bingo. There you go. Edges and directions of attack become um, uh, a bit different. It also keeps me uh, more leaning back down. Lower center of gravity goes with that. Mm -hmm. But uh, and then there's actually a sixth one. <laughs> you ready? Go on. Wait. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is the arena wall or another mm -hmm. robot with a flat side. Mm -hmm. This is a flat wheel being pushed against a wall. Spins both directions, drags both sides. Mm -hmm. But when it's like that, I can get away. Just like right. Off. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Also, it's round. I guess that would be number seven. <laughs> right. <laughs> so All these the reasons. profile of the wheel is not a square side while you're pushed up against something. It actually has a radius to it. So rolling yourself away. And getting free right. is uh, it's a lot of reasons, I, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, <laughs> I have I have something I'd like to share with you. Uh, sure. I have a, a one pound ant weight robot that it's kind of been my baby for a little while, but I think I'm retiring it because it's just I don't know. It's just gotten to a point where uh, I just want to you know move to a different design and something like that. So the mm -hmm. idea with this guy is well, there was a, obviously this is kind of beat up. That's supposed to be a drum. It's supposed to be malice like. Oh, uh, oh right, 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 right. This thing's quite quite old, um, but uh, I don't know if it's easy to see. But these pods can actually hinge up and down. I so the idea that. was to be able to yeah. So the idea was to be able to have different terrains and be able to get out of situations like that. There was yeah. a <clears throat> there was a point at the last robot ruckus that we had down here because I'm in Florida. I'm based out of based out of Florida, uh, okay. as apparently BattleBots teams are. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but uh, it's either like the Northeast California or Florida. 
and somewhere else in between. Anybody um, who lives by the water, we're all crazy. <laughs> this is true. Uh, but the idea was to be able to get out of situations, to get off of walls and stuff like that. There was one yeah. point where I was being pushed down the arena pit, and one of my wheels actually grabs the side of the pit and pulls me out uh, oh. so that I actually escaped. Uh, so, because I remember there was there was a there were people determined like, why would you put suspension on a one pound robot? I'm like, why not? That's, <laughs> that's why. Well, you to know? stay free too. Yeah, yeah. I, I I always wondered. I, I it sucks because also when I'm angled, I'm very biased in that plane. So the way I look at it is, yes, I'm invertible, but you know, when I'm in this configuration, in the right side of configuration, I'm right. as good as I can be. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm in I'm in. Uh, you know, high traction, low center gravity. I put all my efforts in one direction. Mm -hmm. And then upside down is just a, a way to keep me moving. But I think to your point, uh, Stephen, you know, staying mobile is part of it. You, you know, we forget we have to fight all kinds of robots. And, and you yeah. know, you put shields on your robot, you still got to stay mobile. Yeah. You know, there's all kinds of things we can get stuck on. And so the jaws have always been part of that for me. Um, there are ways to not be high centered. When you add these things on there and then you get stuck on them, mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, as you, as you show malice. Yeah. Right. As, as, oh. as I show basic, basically oh. what has become that. Yeah. See? That's, that's like, do you have a, does your stand on the end as well? We'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's a cute you'll be, one. You'll be fine. Um, yeah. We've discussed Lockjaw a lot. I right. like we've discussed obviously Taz a little bit. I feel like we have yeah. to come to- Let's get in the time machine. Let's let's, yeah. let's, go, let's go back to the, it's the early 2000s, you know, it's, it's a strange time for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> Comedy Central is where BattleBots is being held for some reason. I don't really know why, but we'll, we'll, we'll go with it. Because of Carmen Electra. This is true. This, this is, is true. true. <laughs> um, let's talk Dissector because oh. I, I feel like we have to, because- I mean, that think. Oh, there, there you go. Is. Look just, at just that. sneaking out that back there. I didn't even notice it was there. Look at oh that boy. <laughs> wow. Um, who, has, who has the coolest table in, in their uh, <laughs> For sure. Sneaky table dissector. I mean, does it hold a lot of good memories looking back now? Uh, a lot of trophies, of course. Yeah. yeah. I mean, people always give me, you know, they're always like, oh, you know, you won a lot of trophies. I, you know, I won some driving and, and a couple championships, sure, out of uh, out of the five they had. Um, I think for the time, the ideas were right. Um, I was very proud when I finally decided to build it. Um, again, that kind of giddy feeling of, you know, what's after, you know, do I make a better version of Tazbot or do I learn from it and mutate the robot to a better design? And, mm -hmm. and um, you know, I did gravitate more towards being invertibility. I, I worked for... Well, what, I, what, what years, let's see, I built three versions of Tazbot for three years, up to 97, I think, before I built uh, Dissector. And I was tired of trying to write myself <laughs> with Tazbot. Yeah. So, yeah. But, um, <laughs> you know, I think what Dissector did is reminded us that, uh, you know, flipping robots over, gaining control of them, was pretty much what that design was. That's why it was so wide. Um, you know, I could have made it smaller, but I made it extra wide so that I had a lot of torque and turning. And and uh, my dream was dragging robots back and forth across the cheese grater saws. You know, I mean, that was for me. I wanted to use the arena. I wanted to use. 
I wanted to flip them out. I wanted to drag them back and forth across the saws. That was that happened a couple times in many matches where that but that was how I was gonna I couldn't put I wasn't putting the weapon on the robot. I was gonna use the uh, the arena to my advantage. And um, it worked many times. It also started to open the door about adaptability and um, and having room for bumpers and add-ons. You know, uh, as, as, as weird as that is to add to your robot, I, I did get a certain giddy feeling when I was out in the pits preparing for Final Destiny. And I'm laughing. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. I'm knowing, I watched the match before them where they fought... Um, God, who was it? It was a gas-powered engine. And you know how in the matches we all clear to watch the fights we're in? Actually, I clear to watch all the fights, to be clear. I stop as fast as I can, run over, watch it. As soon as I know I've seen what I need to see, I come back. And I remember watching the Final Destiny match before that, and he had cut open the engine of, I think it was... uh, It was gray matter. Huh? I think it was gray matter. Gray matter, and the engine was running, and I was watching the piston going up and down without the cylinder being there. <laughs> As the engine was running, turning back down, the, like there was fire shooting out of it, gas, <laughs> and the engine, the piston's going up and down. And I got that feeling in myself. I was like, "Oh God, I hope this works." And right. you know, I'm in, in the pits, you know, trying to weld on a brand new set of CNC jaws, which were done with a five-axis machine. And I'm ripping it off and I'm welding little bits of chromoly together to put a little chromoly tube out there because I knew in that fight, I seen their armor bounce a little with those straps. And I was like, oh my God, if I could feed that into their weapon, that would just be all I need to do. And it worked. And again, it was kind of, you know, yeah. Did it look good on film? Sure. But for me, it's like, yeah, yeah, I kind of use their weapon against them, you know. Yeah, I mean, you used your you used your your strategic mind to to see what could happen, and you and you took and advantage to of it. To point, had he not had the ability to put his jaws down with three hundred pounds of force, mm-hmm. or at least what, but three hundred, hundred and fifty pounds of weight, then I wouldn't have got under the titanium plates, right? right necessarily, yeah. like a couple times. I think I remember trying, and I was riding up on it, right mm-hmm. or. Or maybe that, that's not true. Maybe I did it right out of the gate. But a couple of return times, I was going back and I was yeah. riding up on the top of it. And that was going to get death. that catch point. Yeah. Right? And if you watch the video, we had a zip tie. Do you remember? Mm-hmm. I mean, we, no, maybe you weren't there on that one. But we had, uh, <laughs> we put zip ties on the frame. Okay. Because the weapon bar uh, was exactly one inch lower than my wheels. And so I wanted to know if I was making it. And I would look for the zip tie to move. <laughs> All right. Right? I mean, it's a way of doing that, I suppose, isn't it? No, it's stupid. I'd like <laughs> trying to be an inch away of an 80 pound spinning bar moving at yeah. 100 miles an hour. And I'm they like, were oh, scary I'm rookie. Is that, is that zip tie moving? Or? Yeah. Yeah. With all the lights flashing in the arena and you're looking yeah. for this little piece of plastic. Yeah. 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 But Dissector's been a great robot. And people always ask, you know, why don't you bring it back? Well, the hammers. I love the hammers. You know, I feel bad when people give uh, blacksmith a hard time. I think uh, yeah. hammer bots are meant to mix up the way to, to loot. We want yeah, diversity in battle bots. And every time they change the arena, I get the cringes because I'm like, well, 
who are you going to screw out of this plan? You know, who who will we not see? What kind of robots? And when they did change the arena to higher walls, it, it made an effect on on uh, a dissector uh, not getting points for all those hammer blows. Uh, I don't know if people know this, but I actually had S7 Newton Robot logo. In really? The <laughs> and when, when it came down to those judging criteria, I would go over to uh, Ramstein and they would be like, look, they could see all the logos. They were for me. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> Just stamping your, your it's like a, like yeah. a battle prod or something. Isn't we did it? this. We yeah. did this. We did this. Right. We did this. Because I know on the, on the Comedy Central days they always used to say that like, oh, those hammers don't do a whole lot of damage, but they score points. Yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, true. But true. But they also, you know, we can even look back at some of my fights. The hammer blows hit your antennas. Mm-hmm. They hit the. Uh, they jam loose belts. They hit unexpected spots. And they put you on the defense. When Dissector was coming at you with those hammers, you still didn't want to sit there. No. No, You're no, no, like, no. well, you know, uh, you know, what's what's I gonna do? Yeah, I mean, I, I think I think he had a good run. Um, I did fight some pretty good spinners. I mean, Dreadnought was no easy one. Right. Uh, where was another one where we used the jaws to grab the drum. Uh, so you know, the robot had its its wins, and it, it had its good luck. But uh, you know, I think. Uh, as 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 the events started to evolve, they needed to be smaller machines. Yeah, yeah. It was, what, that's how I had to evolve. Yeah. Right. One one important aspect that I want to touch on is that uh, in the in the early and the, even the late Comedy Central days, even all the way down to the end, where I mean, we can talk about that fight in season five with Dissector, where they had to stop everything uh, because <laughs> that one Gladiator. Yeah. You guys had you engage honestly had one of the most contentious rivalries probably during that whole era because you guys fought yeah all the time uh yeah. it, 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 it always seemed like vlad and taz were fighting or you had ended up against gladiator somehow some way uh yeah. i mean well, maybe if you could touch robot, on some of that stuff you know? yeah yeah there was a lot of good robots that i fought a lot i mean taz fought biohazard must have been four yeah five another times. one where sometimes Carla, where are you man times, right? we heard we hear rumblings where are you <laughs> yeah well, even even loosely looking back at that one with uh, with him, there was a couple times I thought I almost had him there. I think there was one match with Biohazard where I did. I got the arm in him and I started to lift him from inside of his weapon, and I'm like, "Oh, I got you! I got you! We both did this, right?" And I and I think it, it go, and I had the same thing happen with Gladiator a couple times where we were just, you know, we I got close, but. Um, that's how the matches are supposed to be. You know, they're supposed to drive me to be a better driver and build better weapons. And yeah. uh, and I think those those days with Gladiator, the way that that last match ended, it was it sucked. It was too short. But for those listeners out there that yeah. don't know what happened, uh, Gage would just drive as fast as he could, and I would be like the Gladiator, or I would just move out of the way, yeah. and he smashed into the wall and broke out the glass. And so they called it about halfway. But I think most people will say that I was doing pretty good at that point. Um, I was, you know, it was enough to uh, to give me the win, even though I would say it's due for a rematch. Uh, I, I, we all want to win, honestly, with no contentions at the end. Sure. You know, all the, all the young kids should learn that. There's many ways to win, um, but you, we, You're I don't think right anybody way. in this sport wants to win when a robot breaks yeah. that they're against. Or they have radio. 
Yeah, it's got to be earned. Yeah, exactly. That's the best part about BattleBots. Everybody has this kind of, yeah, I won, but I really wanted to win without him catching fire. So for all you right. guys who beat me as I burst into flames, <laughs> just know I'm still looking for a rematch. Uh, <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> uh, there's also another another point I want to make about, about early BattleBots days. I know we've heard rumblings for a while about possibly getting a video game for BattleBots this time around. Oh, yeah. And I hear a story told around the campfire that you guys may or may not have shut down a hotel lobby playing this game on a TV and they had to kick you out. Um, I may have <laughs> found the ISO to the PlayStation GameCube game. I'm not sure what it is. It said BattleBot ISO on it. Mm -hmm. And um, it did, did you find it on the dark web, on Donald? The game system. <laughs> playing it. Um, so, yeah, I think that's the funnest thing, right? That video could yeah. possibly have been a hotel, major <laughs> lobby, occasionally you see TVs in them. I don't know. I think BattleBots has been meant, and Robot Wars <laughs> has been meant from the beginning yeah. to bridge the gap between, hey, come on in, Nate. Let me, let me, uh, to bridge the gap, you know, speaking of uh, video game players, what have you been doing, Nate? <laughs> this is your hey, youngest buddy. builder. This is uh, Nate. This is my son. I have another one that's 15. Okay. And uh, he's been playing games. And why don't you tell him, since we're talking about video games, what game we're playing right now? This would be good for them. No, it's not the BattleBots video game. But they're working on it. I will tell you that. Um, uh, trail, trail Makers. Mark that one down. It's on PlayStation 4 right now and PC. And I uploaded who? What do me and you build that we uploaded along with, I think, Cobalt's there, Beta's there. Um, uh, we built a lock straw. We built Ooh. a lock straw. You guys can nice. all download them and drive them. And you get to build your own robot and fight against Lockjaw. And so hopefully that'll put a little uh, little fire under BattleBots' butt to to get the video games out. So yeah, uh, yeah. it'd be nice for these guys. Hello. Definitely. <laughs> All right. See you, buddy. <laughs> um, but uh, what what I've envisioned truly from the very beginning is that as I've only been designing this stuff in CAD, I, I I do believe we need to bridge the gap. I, you know, I can pretty much hand my entire robot to the video game guys. And who knows, maybe I did. <laughs> but it, I'll tell you what, when you do see it in the video game, it'll be exact. There you go. That's, that's, you know, it'll true, be the true exact model, the map, the, the pieces. And I think we would like to see young kids be drawn in to build yes. their own robots. And that's why I mentioned this one game. It's not exactly BattleBots, but, you know, you can use rocket engines and a bunch of other stuff. And I love it because it brings out that giddy creativity mm. online, uh, uh, almost burning man feeling of building whatever the hell you want, but it has to have real weight and real mass. And, and, and at the end, when you hit the button, it says welding the frame. There you go. Very nice. Really cool. <laughs> nice so, touch. Yeah. So maybe we'll figure out, I'll, I'll look for that link that I found to the ISO and maybe people yeah. with uh, packed GameCubes might yeah, We'll want see if we can vet it, you know. I heard <laughs> it's out there. I heard it's yes. out there. 
Mm-hmm. It's always it. been a it's always been a curiosity because I know I feel like right toward the end of the Comedy Central era, it just seems like it it it, it just lost momentum. Um, and I don't know it if it was any fault. Yeah, and that's kind of what I want to happen. These things are real characters, they're real robots. They're 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 surviving in a real world. They have their own comic book history from beginning to end. They live out in a real scenario that can be told later as they should be as good as any real video game or um, you know, even comic books, I think, should be really close to the fact that, you know, this is um this is perfect for the gaming industry. And uh, the two highest things I talk about are my Happy Meal and the video. <laughs> right. I totally. stood in line at McDonald's and ordered 50 dissectors. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah. <laughs> I think you have the ability me. to do that. <laughs> yeah. And I go, I don't want the Happy Meal. <laughs> no Not there. That's mine. I'll bring the big one around if you're not careful. <laughs> yeah, because they allow you to buy the toys. I bought yeah. one. I could show meal. you the CAD. I did it. It's mine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I hope I hope that we get to do more of that, and I hope that um, I hope that it becomes a big thing, so that we can really make better CAD designers too. That's really all we're doing. We're Definitely making better engineers. We, yeah. Uh, so yeah, somebody out there, please put up some kind of uh, gazebo server that makes it easy to import our SolidWorks files. <laughs> you know, because I would love to see something like that, um, just even as a showcase, a place to brag. Mm. Yeah. Right. Steve mentioned the uh, sort of latter end of of BattleBots, and there's a a machine that was built by your fine self um, that we we came across on. Um, Mr. Psycho has a, a podcast called the Roasting Robots Podcast, and uh, we were discussing the robot Muhammad Ali, and it fought a certain robot called Easty Beast, um, which okay. I, I wanted wanted to get the story behind this because this was a, a a sweepstake robot, wasn't it? If you want yeah. a sweepstake, you got to drive it in 5.0. Yeah. yeah, I mean, back at that time, uh, all kinds of crazy shit was happening. I think I yeah. went to the last season, 5.0 BattleBots, and Comedy Central was looking for somebody to build a sweepstakes robot. So I did three CAD designs, I videoed it, and then a uh, sweepstakes winner, um, God dang, I can't even remember their name now, but they they won like 30 grand. They they were given tickets. They um I don't actually I don't know if it was 30 grand. I think it was five grand. But either way, they got to pick one of the three CAD designs, which I built. And it was um it was a two-wheel drive version of a robot that had three bays in the middle. Yeah, and it was called they named it. They called it Beastie Beast. And then they flew into Treasure Island, where I met him for the first time. I taught him to drive it. I made him pit the robot, and then they fought it. Yeah, and uh, so cool. It's it's uh, they didn't get to keep it. I still have it here. It's somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it for me is is one of the sort of closest semblances to what Lockjaw sort of became, and then where it went afterwards. I mean, it's it's got those cambered wheels, it's got the jaws at the front and everything, and then uh, yeah. it became something called Carbide. I'm looking at the wiki now, because I, I don't know my, <laughs> my BattleBots as well as Steve does. Um, but, um, yeah. Yeah, and it, went... it's a vertical spinner with the sort of cambered wheels and the very sort of mutant robotics design. It's sort of so early Lockjaw-esque. I forgot about that. that. Even though the original Root Canal was my first 
spinner of technically because it had a saw but you're right somewhere out there i think i did it for like a college team no i, I can't remember who it was i did it for but I, there is an image out there floating around with a big milling bit in mm. the center of that frame and it was reused for something else i you know I, you know i started trying to archive i don't know if anybody's been to mutant robots but we thanks to reginald here he's the one who designed the website we we tried to archive all of the different robots out there and you know i started really freaking out because it was like, could, could like 15, <laughs> 15 different robots over the years uh variant designs and i uh, forgot them all I, I popped onto the website to do a bit of research before we came on to speak and um there's a, a lovely revolving shot of all the robots. And at one point, it just started getting faster and faster as more robots started coming around. I was like, oh, God. <laughs> this is too much. <laughs> there is yeah. one robot I would I want to talk about. I, I, it's it's not a, a combat robot. I think Steve was probably going to guess which one it is. And I of think course. It was one of those robots that got, it, it got shared. It's one of those robots that, like, where when BattleBots went off the air, that was the one that, like, showed up. It was either that or the mm. one where Backlash is fighting Skidmark. That showed up a lot. Uh, like, when... When when Google decided to just archive, like, all right, if people are searching for BattleBots, what do we want to show them? Yeah, this one. Yeah, crow. And the BattleBots yeah, wiki has basically no information on it. It literally, I'm, I've got it in front of me. It just says, um, uh, anything regarding what it did there, if anything, is unknown. <laughs> what did it do, Donald? What did it do? Tell us all about Gearcrow, because it's it yeah. is the, the coolest thing in the world. Like Battle by Bots the way, Wiki people, get your pens out. <laughs> okay. All right. So this is a good story. Um, so Battlebots goes off the air, uh, and but most people didn't know that after I won that second championship, I had. Let's talk about it. I had PlayStation games were coming. Toys were made. The toy sets had both Tazbot and Dissector in it. I had won some sponsors, gave me a full CNC. A seven, they gave me money and a CNC. Okay, so I took that CNC. It was Cincinnati Machine. And I forget it. I went to West Tech with those pictures of those toys and all the logos on them. And they're like, by the time I went home, they were giving me a check for 30 grand and a milling machine. <laughs> That's where BattleRap is supposed to go. We're supposed to get those kind of sponsors to help us build the craziest shit we can. So how do I do it? I go back and I say, well, what really should I do to uh, Dissector? What is the evolution of Dissector if I want to make it walk? So that's what I did. I went, I took this brand new machine, I rented a warehouse, and I started uh, started a CAD design for that robot. And it's basically Dissector's jaws, the full set of jaws. So those were uh, 70 pounds, maybe 60, right, worth of chromoly. We built a body uh, out of, you know, our typical tubing, but then I built the legs. Now, Gear Crow is designed to do, again, cross that line of what I don't want to do with the walker, okay? What do I not want to do with the walker? I don't want to fall over and not be able to get back up. Yeah. Gear Crow is capable of forward cantilevered rolls because each of the limbs are completely separate robots. A little bit of mecha done in uh, yeah. my evolution it's, of Gearco. Yeah. You can see the kind of resemblance, can't you? Right. The foot is uses a Dana 80 rear end differential gears. And the foot can rotate 720 degrees on its calf. And it can rotate 180 degrees this way while doing that. 
Okay, so now my ankles, you can imagine, are fully rotational. Then the calf is completely 360, independent robot to the knee joint. <laughs> then the elbow, the shoulder joints are completely cantilevered. Uh, and I think in the demo, you see me in BattleBots, I had them wired. So, but just know that they are separate robots. The calf is a separate robot. The knee pod, which weighs the knee and the calf weigh 350 pounds. They're all chromoly gears, all machine of uh, uh, EV Warrior motors powering uh, 301 custom servos sandwiched inside the plates. Um, um, we used uh, uh, off-the-shelf robot controller to drive, uh, you know, you know, non-feedback driven uh, PWM controls to the, to drive it. Mm -hmm. um, now, what this gives the robot the ability to do is do forward, uh, turn the jaws all the way around. The body goes like this, the knee joints, and the knees go all the way around the body. Uh, very Mechadon-esque, okay? Yeah. And I got to give him credit because I love that he, you know, that's where the robots start to become something other than a real thing. You know, Absolutely. it can do things that cause me all kinds of problems. <laughs> uh, it fell over a couple times almost went through my garage door more than once uh, it, it put holes in my concrete floor uh, like it would it would crash and the foot would stick into the floor and chip up all the concrete oh my god and i got to a point where it took me a half hour with the cherry picker to move it back where i started <laughs> to try it again and this was the insanity. I realized I went too far. I don't so, some would say not far enough, though. <laughs> My old boss used to tell me, he said, he just love the shit I build. He'd be like, Donald, not crazy enough, man. <laughs> yeah. uh, but evolution has its way to kind of impose itself on my robots. It is me paying attention to what I should do next. And in this case, Gearcrow was meant to say, well, I want to be like Mark. I want to go out there and I want to build something to fight what me and Mark want to build. And we've tried a couple of times. Uh, there's many stories out there about me, me and him being involved in, in uh, you know, walking robot shows, trying to do stuff for sci-fi, you know, uh, his heart's in the right spot. So is mine, but on a feasibility level, it, it can't get to where we really want it to go until some financial help come because I can't build a version of Gearcrow and have one thing break and that be the end of the match. Yeah. So I focused on durability. I focused on ways to kind of move the robot around in the way that I wouldn't have to totally walk. I could roll or crawl. And then again, that was the beginning of thinking about standing up. You got Gearcrow to stand, didn't you? Oh, it would stand and it could invert itself. It could. It could lean itself off, but I never did the move where I do the sideways cartwheels. It's designed to go this way too. Cartwheels, it's just yeah. so ridiculous. <laughs> I, I, you know, I, I I wish I had time to even continue to go back to it because it's it, you know between wanting to build another Tazbot or wanting to build another Gearcrow, the robot you see beside you here was what happened afterwards. Um, that was a humanoid I built to try and build a lesser version of um, a walking robot that I could pick up. Yeah. Surprisingly, this humanoid's 22 axes 
And I built that in a weekend, but I still had the same problem. I had to build a special stand whenever it started to fall. I was not capable by myself to pick it up yeah. and work with it. Where's that cherry picker? Yeah. Well, I have a device that fit, I would, I custom built a slide under its ass and I would jack it up. <laughs> um, Whatever works. So again, it went another level. Then I built a complex little humanoid. Um, but, but this guy, I physically wore a Waldo and fought my son with a lightsaber. Somehow I should put that video up there. But that <laughs> literally, it was my other son, uh, Trevor, and he was four. And I let him do whatever he wanted to this robot. He, he stood there. I gave him the lightsaber. I said, go at me. And I was able to defend myself with the robot. I mean, That's I wasn't amazing. doing dynamic balancing, but um, I think Incredible. you can... I think you can hear in these stories where I'd like to go. Yeah, I love the, I love the challenge of building. Um, I don't know what would happen if I just kept building the same thing. Yeah, that's kind of bored. definitely. That though, so oh, well. all, all said and done, how big, how heavy is Gear Crow? Gear Crow currently weighs nine hundred pounds. <laughs> Yeah, it says it on the Battlebots wiki. It's a super heavy weight. I'm like, yeah, no. Add, add a bit. Add a bit. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, if you do the math, they said they'd give super you a weight allowance. Super duper duper. Right. Uh, yeah. I suppose, yeah, I suppose technically it would come under super heavy weight. Listen, I was a little embarrassed to bring it, not fully ready yet. Matter of fact, I told Trey at that time, I wasn't ready. I didn't want to show it. And he's like, well, mm. you know, don't you want to inspire the other people to, to know that uh, BattleBots is coming back. And BattleBots, this is 2009. Yeah. They're doing the college tournament. Mm -hmm. So what do I do like a nut? I build a brand new root canal. And then I drag that thing. Yeah. Remember trying to fit that thing yeah, in the U-Haul? <laughs> we drug it in a U-Haul with a cherry picker in one piece. We fit <laughs> Fucking trailer almost broke. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, is there any chance of it being on display? But hearing that, probably not. No. <laughs> you know, it's still here. I haven't taken apart now, but it, it could be revamped at some point. I just don't know that. Look, at the end of the day, we have to make choices about what what the right thing to do. My heart is in making sure uh, young kids get a chance to compete in robots like uh, events like BattleBots. Combots, Robot Wars, all of these yeah. have all been the same. But the real challenge is keeping it going. Yeah. yeah, I think everybody understands this by now. I used to be the one guy that was, because I was on top, they would tout about, oh, you're just all battle bots. You know, how come you don't fly the pawn to come to Robot Wars? You know? Well, I was, I was going to ask, was the, was the Reverend offered to go over, to, to come over here and, and fight over no, here? No, it was just time. I couldn't, you know, I, I invest so much in it and i think that i want to build a new robot for everybody sure everybody will look back and see i did it at combat yeah i never yeah. i always want new robots i want them to feel i pony up something special for them and so that's the only way i'll do it um I, unless unless for some other reason you know you guys entice me just right you know i would love to i have i've tried a couple times to do a couple other events and it just hasn't worked out either because Everybody's trying to overlap. Everybody, you know, everybody focuses so much on the wrong problem. This is one of those stories we should all work together because in order for it to prevail, there needs to be the UK uh, Robot Wars needs to be a, a challenge between the BattleBots, top BattleBots, the top UK, the top Combots, the what? top 
Bakker does know, has done really well in the yeah. in making it world is. championships. Yeah, is is bringing over the, you know some of the the UK bots, some of the Chinese robots, yeah. Yeah. New Zealand's so, best, Australia's so best. So who can argue that TV hasn't been important for the yeah, longevity exactly. of the exactly. sport? Honestly, I mean, even <laughs> you, not even just for the sport, but I mean, the the robot combat community as a whole is the most welcoming mm. and inclusive community out there, yeah. um, and you know it's through television and then the continuation of the sport beyond that that's yeah. made that there's i want to make a point um at a, one of our regulars uh the the wonderful maddie vasquez his family uh yeah. with tv they've oh, done yeah. an incredible job uh Ideal. integrating it into television and uh i mean i have they something it back up beside family, me didn't they? yeah yeah <laughs> i have something yeah. up beside me here that there was a there was an episode of CSI that included uh, some of you folks uh, yes. that had an underground fighting ring and the robots would tear each other apart. Just like space. Like that's the, yeah, exactly. That's the kind of stuff that like it needed to kind of eke out into kind of kind of like spread its uh, its message around to people I that like maybe you wouldn't have seen things. that. I yeah. did a whole lot, right? I did. Uh, uh, does anybody notice, notice, seen the one for Shameless? that uh yes. me and uh, beta raptor did uh yeah there was, I, think, um, I, I, I think if i look back theory as well wasn't there i sign up yeah, for all loves the baskets so yeah. they call me up i'm like i'm there i don't care who's there right i <laughs> i want oh you're gonna do csi okay uh, how do right. i get there <laughs> how about that Pizza Hut stuff, bro. Yeah, Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> you know how hard it was to sit there in that Pizza Hut commercial smelling hot dogs on a pizza? <laughs> it was so good. <laughs> it lasted one week. Every um, time they asked us to do that. But look, we all do it for the right reasons. I'm just trying to bring back, there were days back when it began where it was. A, it felt a little bit more us and them. Now it doesn't. Now everybody kind of, I feel, has kind of came back. You know, sure, you know, everybody has their ways about putting on their events, about what the rules are and rights and royalties. But isn't it funny that none of it ever mattered? Right. Whatever mattered was that it kept going and more robots got built and that the sport continued on. And I want you to know that that is where my current heart is, is yeah. that I yeah. feel that I want to look back when I'm, you know, buried in with my robots you know <laughs> it's gonna be quite a big casket <laughs> the one the garage got emptied, you know but but you know that that maybe maybe that's the point is that we're doing a lot more for the world and ourselves than we realize yeah. these young engineers need something to follow they need something to focus on and I, I, I've also been a first mentor for, but Paul has his own team for first robotics. Me too. I did that for a while from my local high school. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we've we've been doing it. I think cool. he's like uh, 13 and I was in like yeah. 14. We did it while we were doing BattleBots. And oh, wow. again, they tout on how gracious, they do it for all the same over the top great reasons. But I can't say enough about the kids that come out of there. The people yeah. at my company, I hire who come out of these programs. It's, yeah. it's the best experience that it's good for growing up can have. Yeah. That was so much fun. I have a lot of really great high school memories. Uh, I, I unfortunately, my, my, my school, we weren't, we didn't have the funding for an FRC team, so we had an FTC team. But it was still, yeah. it's such a great experience. You get to be around so many like-minded people, so many bright yeah. people. So you, you get yeah. all these experiences that you wouldn't actually have uh, any other way. Vex Robotics, also their competition. It's yeah. and, it's and, it's nice to have places for outlets for people like us. You know what yeah. I mean? Where we can and, just and be and experience stuff yeah. that you nor would normally. Yeah. 
Yeah. And this is a good time to talk about VEX and some of the sponsors too, right? Yeah. Just as we went into here probably a little bit. But, you know, VEX has, their heart has been in it since the very beginning. And they they were one of my first sponsors to give you the speed controls. You know how happy I was to know I didn't have to buy speed controls? Oh, you I know, know, but they I are the most it. expensive part of a robot. It's right. so they tend to burn all the time. Yep. I could tell you stories about them bursting into flames with <laughs> Bob and Tony with their programmer shipping it in from Florida to try and program them. But I, the Thor, the Thor speed controls, I, I did the first ones and I took them out of my all. I had sixteen uh, victors in dissector a week before I went to the final battle box. <laughs> 16 That's and they crazy. go well we have these new ones do you want to try them i'm like yeah and i put them in they all burst in the <laughs> but they showed up it was a simple code area of six milliseconds or six seconds that was causing the issue and radio interference but to their point to this point they 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 flew in they made them fix and their heart has been keeping the event going even all their efforts for their own competitions all of these things I mean, this is a good way to spend our time. If we enjoy building stuff and we enjoy showing it to other people, you know, what a great venue, what a great thing. And I hope that it continues on. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 on that note, is Robot Wars back going, right? I mean, Sorry, I know. It, it was, it was soon, it, now it's not again. Yeah, I mean, this is like, the kind of conversation. Can we just can we just wrap this up and send it to the BBC? <laughs> Anybody that wants to listen. Like, thank, you thankfully, can. you know, myself and Jeb were at an event last weekend for like the, uh, one of the smaller weight classes in beetle weight. So three pounds basically, but a little bit heavier over here because for some mm -hmm. reason, um, you know, we, there's so many events across the, the UK at the moment, which are, you know, just sprouting it back up again, featherweights. Yeah. I think we're, mm -hmm. we're very lucky to have the, the events that we do over here, whereas mm -hmm. the U S get the television show, which is. Yeah. Lovely. Your live, your live scenes, very active, well, lively, yeah, very active. Yeah. 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 You know, uh, um, well, that's, that's a good, good. I'm hopeful that, you know, it continues to happen. And I think um, I think a lot of folks need one or two things. We need sponsors. Yeah. Um, right now, I still struggle uh, to stay in it at the level that I want to. Luckily, uh, you know, like Spectrum, they're a giant sponsor. Um, mm -hmm. They are, you know, we want to achieve the category. And this is what I'm currently trying to work on them. When there's a model selection in the radios, they should say robot. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Completely yeah. agree. At this Honestly. Point. <laughs> why why not? Right? The radios yeah. are they they have a whole new market that they they just haven't quite got the traction on and and you know, I use a lot of their new brushless motors and speed controls um and now batteries which I will tell you, this is the first time I've had a sponsor like that that really just um, for us, they've that, just been great. They just give yeah. us uh, a lot of very fitting parts and components. So, uh, so we need more buy-in from from companies that really need to see yeah. it's, the it's, worth it's, of something like this. Well, you know? that's because I'm segueing from TV, right? You know, yeah. how is sponsors going to want to do it? Well, we either have to build something really cool they want at their trade show, yeah, or it's got to be high profile and and high profile enough it's doing video games and toys. Yeah. So, for the folks out there listening, just remember that that is the catalyst mm -hmm. to build all the uh, other great robots. You can learn this from first. First Robotics puts all of their effort into bringing on gold and corporate sponsors, and that those sponsors are contributing in a very valuable way that generates scholarships, 
more teams, community outreach, it helps them pay for the parts. Um, that's the livelihood of this sport. You know, we want to build more complex yeah. robots. We we need and SolidWorks, right? They've been a sponsor oh, since yeah, the they've, entire they've, thing. They've really taken over and I love I, I try to pull in sponsors that I use their parts because they have skin in the game. Yeah. You know, and they that's an avenue for them to advertise. So uh, for all you big corporations out there that are hopefully <laughs> dropping an ear in here, I have two spots open. <laughs> um, like where would we be without companies like Dassault Systems or you know, Autodesk? Or Vex, I mean, or Vex, for, yeah. for Vex yeah. or uh, I mean, Lincoln Electric. Uh, yeah. Where would you? Where, where would the sport be without having a a, a huge oh, thing? Yeah. Like, like we use them so much at the event. Yeah. Lincoln Electric's been. Totally. They, they, you know, and it, what sucks for me is that it is an easy write-off for all these companies. Yeah. You know, they literally go to a checkbox and say community-driven write-off. Mm -hmm. You know, why not? Mm -hmm. Why not try to make our Something engineers mm. smarter, uh, more engineers, more smarter people in this in both of our countries, right? Let's let's uh, let's focus on more of that. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I think we should wrap things up a little bit, but um, I'll ask a question to all three of you. Any era, favorite fight that you've been involved in? Ooh. Big, big question ah. to end it off. Let's, let's, let's From what you can that. remember, I know, because yeah, exactly. it's been quite a stretch. <laughs> okay, do we each get to say one? Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. If you want, sure. Um, hmm. <laughs> well, um, I will say the one that that affected me the the earliest, and this was, you know, just remember some of these stories are about not not doing um, very well, but 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 kind of seeing your dream come to come work. Okay, so one of my favorite ones was against uh, you know the Brits and, and Ian and Razor. That's a good, that's a good um, and I'll tell you why because because it was you know. We all knew that Tazbot fit perfectly <laughs> into Razor's beak, mm -hmm. right? But in that match, Razor comes up, gets the first bite, and if I remember right, he squeezes away on the aluminum and just we just move away. And then from there on out, the part I remember that I just remember just kind of thinking, oh my God, they must just be pissed. <laughs> I, I would yeah. slip the weapon, which was what it was designed to, under the side of them. And I would flip them over on their side. And then there was one point where while they were upside down, I pull it off and I put it on top of them, on top of the saws. And I press <laughs> tap on into the saws. And there were sparks. Now, was it that destructive? No. But for me, that was an iconic fight of yeah. a legend, a team. I thoroughly respect their build, their ethics, what they consider to be, you know, the way to win. And we we put on, you know, I mean, to their part, they were like, well, we didn't do shit. You know, you got us every time, you know, and, and but Tazbot was a good fit for them. Yeah. Um, and it might not have been the most exciting for them, but for me. I thought it was, it, it boosted me a little bit. It reminded me that sometimes the crazy ideas of trying to do unorthodox approaches will have its payoff on TV and people will appreciate it. And strangely mm -hmm. enough, the last few times I've seen a picture of Ian Lewis specifically, he has been wearing a Mutant Robotics t-shirt. Yeah. So, yeah. You, 
We got to make sure we make more shirts. I, 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 I'm very bad on the PR side. How about, how about you? I think my favorite was the Yeti fight. Yeah, <laughs> we started that yeah. and then it went wrong and then it went right. And my heart kept going like up and down and up and mm -hmm. down. Yeah. And there's just sparks and things going everywhere. Didn't we and get him up in the screws? Like yeah, the jaws hinged yeah. him. Yeah. I, watched, like, I watched the fight yeah. earlier. It was, it it was, was such it a good scrap. It was close. Yeah. And then at the yeah. end of it, it was like, I don't really care if we win or lost that. I'm just <laughs> giddy and excited. That was amazing. <laughs> Was, just, was that a three-minute goal? Minutes? Really, you know, like Were to have that. Three more minutes on that one? No, that was. No, that was a way. We, we wouldn't have lasted another thirty seconds. I don't think. That three minutes was enough. <laughs> yeah, yeah. With no, no jaws functioning, that was a yeah, tough one. They, that was, that was a tough way to lose everything. They still worked just fine for what they did. Did we have the spinner on the back of that? No. I don't think anybody really ever realized that that robot had a spinner too. It'd be a little thing, yeah. It was I don't a, think we ever ran it. Uh, like, <laughs> well, the, the, it was the, a baby. No one knew. Little baby one. Probably a good reason. Yes. How about you, Rich? Oh, I think it's probably a, a more recent fight, the one against Bloodsport. Not because good, yeah. I was driving the weapon. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. it, it showed the power of the spinner. Really we did. got one good hit in, and he flipped out of the frame three times in the air, and I, I think we knew at that point that we had dialed it in yeah. and that it was nothing to mess around. It was definitely, it was definitely a, a, in hindsight of the 2020 season, the fact that Lockjaw, you know, struggled its way but managed to get through to the 32, I believe, did it? Yeah, it did. Yeah. Um, and then, but the, the real best showing of it was the bounty hunters where yeah it should have been a bounty but um... <laughs> maybe next year Jevon. come on <laughs> you never know um yeah i think i think that is true to this season as we round up on where we ended up uh you know shatter definitely you know going backwards a bit shatter surprised us with the magnet no yeah. one none of us knew and when i went out there and i was like why the Rick, is this not working <laughs> right we were we were being pushed by an omni robot yeah. do you know the feeling when i was looking down at them with those four inch little omnis it never occurred to me i just thought <laughs> this could not possibly be a traction issue for us right. we did our gearing we got rubber tires i got you know way more coefficient and weight and you know the jaws will get right under there Good job <laughs> on keeping that one secret. Okay. Oh, yeah. Because, and then, of course, at the end, we lost when we flipped up, we processioned. Now, again, as we this season started getting more power, our weapon is no joke now. Um, we finally got the right mixture of things going on that thing. And we learned a lot of new, we kind of, that was the first time we seen what happens uh, with it really up. And, and that maneuver cost me. And it also cost us in what we found when we went inverted. We're still trying to figure out, we have a couple hypotheses, but I, I won't go into how we, we thought we burst into flames, but it did suck to lose to that last hit because he didn't touch us mm. in, the, in the final part, right? So mm. regardless of that, um, the guys from um, a Jackpot, again, surprised us, mm. took off all their jaws, came right at us and I, I remember flinching. I remember wow. fixing to do something 
I had a plan. We all had a plan. Oh, oh yeah. And then I looked Best up and it was right there. Right until the light goes green. And it was right there. <laughs> and it was like there was no there was no other move that didn't involve a worse hit. Yeah, and sure. and the, a decision to turn into them, as you know, was a bit of a gamble. Uh, <laughs> very good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. You know, we played poker the night before. You were flushed out. We did. We did add a much better pulley guard after that. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and again, we were still finding that brand new version of Lockjaw. Now, yeah. moving into the bounty. Uh, it's a whole new robot, you know, Lockjaw, Lockjaw is kind of, you know, as we build a new machine, I will say you'll be surprised at what happens next with us. We, um, we will, uh, we will come back stronger for sure. And uh, I think we like where we're sitting at this point, uh, uh, five weeks out. And, you know, we're, 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 uh, <laughs> We're more ready than we ever been. Okay, yeah. yeah. We haven't like, been sitting around playing poker. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> Gotta well, prepare. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it's a rushing roulette soon, I'm sure. Yeah. Um listen, guys, thank you all, all three of you so much for a lot a lot of years of of um of great entertainment and hopefully a lot of years to come as well. And I have to say a special thank you to Paul who actually organized this in the first place. It was uh, <laughs> quite the surprise when I got a message saying, Oh yeah, let's, let's talk about yeah. Lockjaw. I was like, okay. So yeah. <laughs> and I, I will say, yeah, I thought it would work out well. So. It, it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, uh, I don't know what episode it was, Sam, but I think it was, we all talked about, you want to, you, you want to talk to John Reed, John, where are you? It'd be great. Um, you asked who all of us would like to speak to. And my first no hesitation was I wanted to speak to you, Donald, honestly, oh. uh, to be honest with you. I, I mean, it's, it, it, I mean it, it's time for the heart wrenching moment. I always get I on the spot. Um, but to be honest with you, yeah, to be honest, growing up watching the show, uh, I, I was lucky enough. Well, to be honest with you, I was lucky enough to have public access television uh, in, in Philadelphia, WHYY to get robot wars. And I'm like, all right, cool. I'm really into this. You know, me and my dad, uh, he's a, a C5 quadriplegic and he and I do oh. stuff in the garage all the time and okay. I build projects with him. I do a lot with him. It's, I mean, I mean it's, it, it's a huge, huge part of my life. I get to, I get to experience, he, he gets the kind of experience engineering through me. Cause I'm, I'm currently uh, uh, an informatician. Uh, I'm working with, uh, I'm working to get my master's, uh, hopefully get into data, database management and stuff like that. But my, my heart is in mechanics and being able to yeah. just do all kinds of things. And I got all kinds of cool stuff on his wheelchairs. I got headlights, I got phone chargers, I got all kinds of cool stuff. He's did got you, all kinds of gadgets. Did you, know, did you know that my history in the medical field that I was a rehab technology specialist? Yeah, that's- the, I, 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 I did stuff for your dad. I did it for people for six years. Yeah. So that's how I got into robotics was I was helping people in the medical field with all kinds of home healthcare stuff. So. I, I say that be, not because of the connection, but because I learned that it was a very rewarding feeling to engineer and build stuff. And it was even more to help people, you know, and, and be their MacGyver. I was very much appreciated as I'm sure some of the fans out there that knew me back then would tell you that, that I was their MacGyver guy that would go and help them problem solve. And they they rewarded me. Yeah. They They were what made me do robot work. They made me feel like I was 
um, the kind of guy who could do something like that. And I was very inventive and problem solving and that, uh, you know, I deserved to do something on a TV show like that. And, mm-hmm. and, and it, it made me really appreciate uh, being an engineer. So I'm glad it does it for you. And your dad's appreciative to see you, you know, continue to be driven. Yeah. Right. That's the part that young kids kind of need. And absolutely. And I'm very thankful that you guys invited me to do this. Just know I have no reserves about the social media part. It's just I don't I try not yeah. to play that game. I, I my, 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 the thing I tell my team totally is, understand. <laughs> you know how much work it takes to have your own <laughs> robot company and, you know, build battle bots and have yeah. a life. You have to balance these things ever so carefully um, because they all have a play in how successful you are. Mm-hmm. If you don't have the right home life, you won't be inspired or do well in the other things that you're more inspired to do. You won't, you won't go home and be like, ah, life is so good. You know, what can I work on now? You know, right. what, what am I going to put my time into that, that is just going to put a big smile on my face and make me do it? Yeah. And, and I do, I, you know, I do want to do better at the social media part i do wish i had all a bunch of t-shirts for show and i wish i did a lot more of these to inspire folks but hopefully what they see is through my robots where i put my love and where i put my love for the whole sport definitely yeah i i I really want that for all of you i'm really glad that you chose me to be the 100th episode (laughs) it it was um, was a pleasure (laughs) absolutely (laughs) you know i feel honored for that i can i'm sure speaking for our whole team that i can you know look back and and say that this kind of stuff's worth doing on a on a very important build day for us you know i'm gonna put this much effort into the robot i'm gonna put this much effort into reaching thousands of fans and reminding of what's worth doing in your spare time I, I I think that's a huge part of like what we we've done. I I, I think I I mean I, I mean you Sam you can speak for yourself, but to be honest with you, to be to be a part of something like this is to be able to share knowledge and share love for something that's really brought us all together. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it's 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 become a huge part of my life, and I'm very thankful to be a part of this. Yeah. Uh, so <laughs> even if I've only been around since what episode 43, Sam, I think. So, <laughs> I but no that's idea. okay. <laughs> Suffice to say, you know, without obviously you know going into too much of a, a tangent, but like yeah. As a result of directly as a result of this podcast, I ended up, you know, meeting a bunch a bunch of people, you know, who have helped me, you know, join a heavyweight team, build other robots myself. It's, you know, it it's all part of it. You know, as as much as, you know, obviously the sport is everything, you know, we, we kind of get drawn towards the engineering side and everything else. The community around it as well is also amazing. And, you know, yeah. you know, with that with that all said, you know, they'll the, all help us. back anytime. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's not a single person in the pits, no matter who you're going against, that won't help you, you know, to make sure the fight's a good fight and make sure the show succeeds. And I think that's really it is. And in, in a lot of these sports, it's it's about the people you get, you know, you have a commonality with. And uh, I'm glad it's affected you guys. And I hope it affects your kids from there on out, you know, and um, and the people you interface with. But, you know, this is what we leave behind. We leave the world a better place. You know, and I'm not trying to be morbid about it in any way. No, 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 it's not. I'm saying that I already know that this were the right things for me to work on. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that my back says it right now. Heavyweights are heavy. I keep trying to build yeah. smaller Can't robots. Yeah. They still weigh the same. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very dense these days, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, so, yeah. Let's uh, wrap things up there. And we'll leave it right here. Ha 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 ha!
job. It sure is. Thank you, gentlemen. <laughs> well, that was uh, something, wasn't it? Um, just from me quickly before we wrap things up, I just want to say thank you all so much for all your support over the last now 100 uh, Robocast episodes and, of course, the last five years that um, when I'm recording this on the 19th of July. It's five years to the day we posted our Series 8 preview, um, which is amazing, you know, the fact that we've been able to keep it go for so long and you've put up with us chatting a load of nonsense at times and just thank you so much. And, uh, yeah, here's to Season 6. Can't wait to cover that and a bunch of other things in between, but we'll... Uh, We'll speak to you soon. Thank you very much, guys.